We took in a little history for my family. My folks were visiting the other day. Went down to Princeton. Mm-hmm. I think we mentioned this. Uh, but what we didn't mention is we uh, we took in the uh, Princeton battlefield site. Yes. It was where George Washington, you know, during the the Revolutionary War and all of this. Mm-hmm. is very interesting stuff. And it's basically a big open field. <laughs> but they've got markers and they kind of tell you that this very point. So it's kind of neat to imagine, you know, George Washington's on your money. You know, sure. It's kind of neat to imagine being uh, in the same footsteps as this historic event and all of that. And they've got the uh, the house. I forget the guy who owned the, the house uh, that this field that was once a working farm was on. Right. So we go in there, and there's, I, it's run by the uh, the park service now. Mm-hmm. So there's nobody there, nobody, 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 nobody there. Literally, nobody. But they got a little sign on the door that says "Ring the Bell uh, Tours" a couple hours a day, every day. Mm-hmm. You said, "Well, it says it's open." So you ring the bell, and sure enough, out comes this little girl. She's like four feet tall. She looks like she's about twelve. Yes, and she's a little park ranger. She brings us into the place, and we start. You know, getting the whole spiel about the battle and mm-hmm. George Washington being there and uh, who's the guy? Cornwallis, the British general yes. and all this history, right? Mm-hmm. And it's very interesting. But this girl, again, it, there's just a couple of us and she's going on and on with dates. And uh, She was very excited. Oh, my God. She was like the most overachieving park ranger. Yes. If this girl doesn't get promoted to the Smithsonian, nobody I, can. I, I'm assuming she was probably a student at Princeton because she, she looked very I, she honestly looked like she was in middle school maybe high school <laughs> she looked very young but she was incredibly smart and knew she, not only did she have her little script of what she needed to know about the location but your father who is also a huge history buff starts questioning her had all these questions and she was like one after another knew exactly where they yeah. went and where they're going and who this person and your father was just eating it up I felt Loved bad though it. I mean you figure uh, that you spent all this time learning this information, yeah. and obviously she must be passionate about this particular oh, you topic. Have to, yeah, to get into it this much and to sit there for mm-hmm. all day by herself. I mean, we don't know that there was anybody, nobody, right? I can't imagine. That. She's there probably three or four days a week, just sitting there scrolling uh-huh. on her phone or doing her homework, whatever yeah. it is she does, right? Yeah, it must be somewhat uh, demoralizing that you spent all this time preparing and very few people get to hear your spiel. You know, well, and it wasn't just that she's given us facts. She right. had this prepared because oh. she turned it into kind of like a story. Well, the, it was the night of 1777. Right. And then two years later, actually interesting coincidence, if you look to your right, like she had this prepared. Yeah. And I, it's a it's a very, I mean, it's a, it was the Clark House is what it was called. Okay, fine. And it is a famous story there that I think people from the area probably know about. But she knew. I doubt that. I don't, she knew what rooms these people were in and what the gauze was used for and how many times they were stabbed with a musket and like where they laid in the field. And I was like, how do you know this? Like what? So I don't know if it was part of a project and she just, I don't know. She was into it though. What's that, uh, what's that other show we talk about, Lou and Shannon? Yeah, the other radio show. Yeah. This must be how they feel. They spend all that time preparing and then nobody hears anything that they do. <laughs> nobody. Ouch. They got their whole spiel every day. They're, they're very excited. Girl looks like she's about 12 and then nobody hears anything that they say. It's really a shame when you think about it. Stab seven times with a musket. <laughs> Robbie and Rochelle in the morning. 1071, The Boss, 99.7 FM, loud and clear to Atlantic City. Even in the casino parking lots, you go inside the garage, comes in loud and clear. We can vouch for that. Because mm-hmm. even when we're not here on the air, we are supporting our radio station. That's true. Listen to it all the way down to Atlantic City. And uh, someday I hope to return to visit my money. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be there. 1071theboss.com <laughs> and the Boss app on 
tune in, my tuner, there's Alexa, there's on your phone. There's a lot of ways to listen. You listen through the TV, you get yeah. the app on the TV. There's That's a lot true. of different ways to listen. So thank you for doing it. Welcome to Thirsty Thursday, October the 13th, 2022. We got another great one today. Go to the uh, Celebrity Hotline. Tentatively speaking to Matt Laurie, hmm. he is one of the stars of CSI Las Vegas on the Columbia Broadcasting System. We'll do He Said, said. at 7.50 this morning, 7.29.20. It's hashtag mom. Confessions. We'll check the Fast Five, the bulletin board, the birthdays. Today is the last Double Your Money Thursday. Oh, right. Classic Rock Keywords have a $500 cash jackpot this morning. We'll do that a little after 7. And about 8.20, another pair of women before you can buy them tickets to go see The Dead. Dead and Company coming to City Field next summer. Tickets go on sale tomorrow, but we got them for you this morning. Right about 8.20 here, 107.1 The Boss. So it should be an award-winning broadcast. I'm thinking there's a... Every once in a while, we... uh, we have a new feature. Now, we have some regular features like the He Said, She Said that we yeah. do every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, today, we will have, uh, I don't think I mentioned this, Tipsy or Toddler. Oh, yes. Of course, it is Thursday, so we've lined up some phone callers again. Never ceases to amaze me the number of callers that have got a crazy story. Yeah. Up to us to decide did it happen to them when they were a kid or when they were drunk. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have some that only happen once in a while, like animal stories. Sure. doesn't pop up all the time. Uh, is this celebrity older than Joe Biden? Yes. doesn't happen all the time, <laughs> but it is an official Robbie and Rochelle feature. That's true. I'm thinking we need a new one. And it is, uh, the CEO of our company has a joke. Because from time to time, we will get a uh, an email, and he will see something in the news or reading the paper, and yeah. he says, this is for you. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not telling you what to do, mm-hmm. and he does it. He's a wonderful boss. He's not the kind of boss comes in and goes, I'm going to tell you what how to do your job. Right. He's not like that at all. No. But he sends this in, and I think he gets so excited that we choose to do the material that he sends, which is usually pretty funny. It is good stuff. I yeah. feel like this might need its own uh, recurring feature. Okay. The CEO has a joke for us. I'm sure sales will find a sponsor for it. <laughs> and I feel like he'll love it. <laughs> and he'll wh- love it. And listen, I'm lazy, so it's one less thing i got to go find. <laughs> so I figure, why not? This is a win-win for everybody. It's a, it is a good idea, and he does send us some good stuff sometimes. He is uh, a subscriber to the New York Post every day. Okay. And he sent me an article from a few days ago, from back on October 6th today. It's uh, by journalist Emily LaFroy, and she has put together the uh, surprising U.S. cities that curse, that swear the most. <laughs> Okay. She cites a uh, recent research study by a platform called Preply that surveyed over 1,500 Americans living in 30 major cities across the country from east to west, north to south, sea to shining sea, where profanity prevails the most. She went to pinpoint where profanity prevails the most. There you go. There you go. Sometimes these things in print are not quite the same when I try and get them off my mouth. But Columbus, (laughs) Ohio, that's right. Sometimes it's... Ohio. Ohio, number one, residents there swear an average of 36 times a day, making them the most vulgar city as far as linguistics go in America. That's because they live in Ohio. <laughs> and what, I, you just got to curse the fact that you live in Ohio. Wake up in the morning, sun has come up, looks like a beautiful day, but you open a window, do a little sniff to go, ah, son of a bitch, I live in Ohio. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> number two, Las Vegas. Okay. They swear an average of 31 times a day. That's fair, Jacksonville, Florida. 28 times a day. Believe it or not, New York City, hmm. all the way down to number 11. Wow. In almost a statistical dead heat with El Paso, Texas, <laughs> and Chicago. Wow, okay. People in New York uh, and those two others uh, curse an average of 17 times a day. Is Jersey not on the list, or is it just bunched in with the New York? I'm looking uh, through I, the I, list I know when I drive down the street, 
I hear a lot of profanity. I just not even just all of Jersey, just in this little vicinity. Yeah, I don't see anything. Uh, Newark, Camden, nothing. Atlantic City, nothing. Interesting. So none of the major population centers in Jersey. Okay. Uh, Philadelphia came in uh, number twenty-five. Okay. So they're close by. Interesting. Uh, at number eighteen is your hometown of Detroit, Michigan. Okay. And dead last, the uh, city that's the major city that swears the least is Denver, Colorado. Hmm. They're so busy gasping for air up there in the mountains. <laughs> Sociologist Matt Zajkowski. I'm gonna. I hope I'm not butchering his name too bad. I, I think you probably are. He gave a okay. quote after reviewing this data, saying Americans swear and they swear a lot. Americans swear at both good news and bad news. Younger generations the most likely to swear at 24 times a day. That is more than twice than baby boomers. Americans mm. over the age of 55. Interest. That's interesting. I would have thought it'd be about even. I. Me too. I don't know. I grew up and my my family always swore, so I, I grew up around it. I don't know. This is kind of funny. The most um, the most used substitutions for swear words by Americans uh-huh. were also pulled in this study. Number one, fudge instead of the F word. Okay. Uh-huh. What the heck? What the heck? And holy cow! I like that. Those are fun. I can. Okay, that's fun. Holy cow! Holy cow! We need to adapt some of these into our language because we just use our bleep button way too much. Also, men are more likely to be profane than women. Mm. Probably no surprise there. Men use an average of 14 curse words a day, which is slightly more than women at 12. Okay. Man, you and I would have just thrown the curve way off on this thing if we'd yeah. been part of this research study, don't you think? Yeah, no. Screwed it, the whole thing up. It, absolutely. All they need to do is just listen to a tape of the show, and I'm like, oh my God. Right. I can't believe they use the bleep button so much. Yeah. Ridiculous. All right. Things our CEO saw on the paper <laughs> and thought was funny enough to make the air. There you are. <laughs> Hey, good morning, Matt. How are you? I'm well. How are you, sir? We're doing just great. Thanks for being on with us here. Congrats. You got a brand new season fired up, ready to go of the crime scene investigation, CSI Vegas. That must feel good, right? It feels great. I'm so glad to be back. Thank you. Yeah. Man, people love these shows. They love this this iteration, Vegas. They love the original one. What do you think it is about the crime scene investigations that gets people so into it, so tantalized by, you know, grisly murder and crime and this sort of stuff? Well, I know, Robbie, if you're a criminal, it's particularly useful to get some insider tips on how to get away with stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's funny you say that because I always think that watching these shows is like, why are we giving criminals ideas how to do terrible crimes? <laughs> yeah, or, or how to get away with them, how not to get caught. Right. I mean, that forensic science is only getting more advanced, and we're in an era where we are so, like, technology is so inextricable from our daily lives. There's no exception when it comes to the forensic science the, the machines that they have nowadays the methods and the approaches that they it, it, it is mind-blowing what people can do and i think it's something like less than four percent or less than three percent of the time criminals can get away with the crime it's 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 a, maybe it's even less than that it's a really low percentage man that's interesting you've really done your homework on all of this i was kind of giving you a softball question but you really know your stuff it's impressive <laughs> I was I was surprised by myself. Right now, I was like, "Wow, you really strung that together early in the morning." Yeah, somebody's somebody's been watching Dahmer on Netflix uh, in between his own show. <laughs> That's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it, man. I can't do it. Well, first of all, I don't have any time. Second of all, I'm like, "Oh man, that's heavy." I'm, I'm just too much death all the time. Yeah, no, yeah. no doubt about it. Let me ask you a real stupid softball question. I assume that the show is at least some of the time filmed on location in Las Vegas, or is it is it filmed completely on location in Vegas? No, it's a great question. We we do take advantage of a couple of trips to Vegas each season, and you want to maximize as many exterior shots as you can. It's just like being there's nothing like being on the strip, shooting a, a scene where you're chasing somebody down the strip, or you're outside of some marquee landmark, um, identifiable 
setting. And so we, we get in a couple of times a year, we maximize those opportunities, and the rest of the time we're on the outskirts of Los Angeles, up north where it can play more deserty and there's more space and it's more believable. But it's a great question. Yeah, I had to figure you had to spend at least uh, some of your time there. Uh, well, let me let me ask you about, uh, talk about Netflix. Let me ask you about another show that you've been a part of that has seen a huge spike in viewership. Uh, maybe people didn't see it the first time during COVID and all of that, and that's Friday Night Lights. It must feel really good to be a part of a series that people, I mean, people just love that show. Yeah, it's, it is something that I'm deeply, deeply grateful to have been a part of. It is a show that I was an obsessive fan about for couple of years before I even got an audition and so uh, that was literally a dream come true moment and and I've just been very proud and grateful to have been a part of it ever since. I feel like uh, it'd be kind of fun to hang out with that Kyle Chandler guy. He's very serious on camera but I feel like he's a fun guy off camera. Am I right about that? Yeah, yeah he's a great dude. I mean everybody down there is great. Like they, you know, we were we were down in, actually down there as if they're still there but we, we did that down in Austin, Texas in the outskirts of Austin. Um, but yeah, Kyle. Kyle is a no. He's he's a no ego, inclusive, just a just a sweetheart of a guy. Very, very. He was very, very committed. He knew how special the show was and what they had, and we definitely felt the responsibility to to. Um, he kind of we went out for a dinner right when we got to town. The new cast and he kind of sat us all down at the dinner and gave this very coach like speech, which was basically like, listen. You're never going to have it like this ever again. Don't take it for granted. Don't mess it up. <laughs> wow. In a very coachly way. But it was, but he's, yeah, he's a solid dude and everybody was. All right. So clearly, Matt, I'm on your IMDb page. Let me ask you about one other uh, old project and co-star. You were, you were in the movie Shaft. And how many F-bombs did you hear on a regular basis from Samuel L. Jackson? Boy, you know. <laughs> if you have to think about it, it must have been a lot. <laughs> you know. That, I gotta say, man, what another, what a gentleman, what a, what a, what a gentleman. Yeah. And, uh, but I, I, when he walks in, the first time I met him, I was in the makeup trailer and he comes walking in and it's unmistakable who's behind you. He's, he's a big man. His voice is very resonant and obviously unmistakable. It, it was, it was a surreal experience for me the first time I met him. All right, I'll get off your page here. I'll remind everybody, uh, CBS, CSI, Las Vegas, Thursday nights. Don't miss out. Matt Laurie is on the show. Good talking to you, buddy. Thanks for being on here. You too. Thanks so much. Thanks, man. Bye-bye. Hey, imagine working with Samuel L. Jackson. That'd be very intimidating. It would be. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> Some of these people are so famous that you just imagine seeing them in person and it'd just be a little disarming. Like, there he is. There's Samuel L. Jackson. You know, like he's a statue or something, you know, in a museum. But, yeah, well... <laughs> But then he opens his mouth. But then he opens his mouth and he's like, wasn't we your wallet? (laughs) I don't know why I would attempt to do an impression of Samuel L. Jackson. I I immediately regret it and I wish it hadn't happened. So I apologize. Yeah, I had one of I have one of those cards, and last time we were down in Florida, that's what I used to say to my wife every time I took it out of the wallet, put it down. What's in your wallet? <laughs> I'll tell you, uh, I had a Capital One card. I think that might have been the first credit card I ever got. But uh, I don't know, I had big fees and, so, and I, but I didn't want to close it because they say if you close a credit card, mm-hmm. it really hurts your credit score. Yeah. So I've had this card, and I get something in the mail like every three months from those people going, "Are you going to use your credit card again?" I was like, well, I, don't, "I don't think so," but I don't want to close it, but it's just sitting there. So that's probably mm-hmm. bad for my credit too not that you care about any of this but i thought i would share it
No, actually, I could care less <laughs> yeah. about any of it. Well, I'm sure that's that's only fair, but it is true. Yeah. On or close to schedule. <laughs> Why? Because I thought he deserved that today because he's acting poopy. He didn't want to hear my story, so I thought he deserved that. What? You're in a well, poopy you, mood today, so you deserve that, Joseph. If you tell, told better stories, I wouldn't maybe <laughs> be like that. <laughs> that'll be fine. That'll be as Ross would say. That'll be fine. That'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> He's Joe Nolan, one of seven, one the boss. There he goes. Exactly right. Okay, it's kind of fun. I got some audio clips here from different uh, college football marching bands <laughs> performing uh, hit songs, classic songs. And I thought it might be kind of fun because uh, I listen to these, and to me, I go, I have no idea what that is. Okay. I don't, I don't get it. Okay. It used to just be that they would play their fight song or whatever, but now they try and play these uh, pop songs. You know, it turns mm-hmm. into like a little mock Super Bowl halftime show. I think sometimes. Yeah, they they can be a lot of fun at the college games. But I got some here, and again, some of them are oldies, some of them are current pop songs. There's, okay. a, there's a whole group, and you tell me if you can figure this out, because you're better with music, I think, than I am. And you go to college football games. I don't I do. really do this. Alright, so first up, here's the Purdue All-American Marching Band. Can you name this marching band tune? I got no idea. Got a tuba. Is that uh... Billy Eilish? It is Billy Eilish. Yeah, yeah that's the, a song called uh, Bad, Bad Guy. Bad Guy, that's it, yes. I would never in a million years <laughs> have thought of I that. only know that because of Lola. She used to just obsessed with Billy Eilish. Here but. is the Auburn University marching band. This one I think you'll get because this has become kind of a standard like a weddings. But out of context, it is weird. A lot of tubas. Oh, that's Uptown Funk. It is Uptown Funk. <laughs> I mean, it's weird, right? That's fun. All right, this is name that tune. How about the uh, Penn State Blue Band? Never okay. heard of them, to be honest with you. Okay. But here we go. Name that tune. I, I, I. Yeah. That's Crazy Train. It is. It's a little Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> no idea. That's fun. I kind of want to hear more. <laughs> well, lucky for you. I can forward it to you because okay. we're not doing it here. <laughs> University of Texas Longhorn Band. Name that tune. This one should be easy. A lot of tubas, you notice? I know the song. I want this to come on when I walk into a meeting. There he is. <sighs> Why can't I think of the name of the song? That is Seven Nation Army. Yes, White Stripes. White yes. Stripes, that's right. <laughs> All right, this is one of your favorite artists. This is, uh, I wouldn't call it a classic, but it's a song that's about 20 years old or so. Okay. Here's the um, UFC marching band doing the tune. It's a artist that's been in the news quite a bit lately. It's like the uh, Love Boat version of this. Oh, that's Britney Spears. It is Britney Spears. <laughs> Her song called Toxic? Yes. All right, let me give you a couple of more here. This is a the University of Wisconsin marching band. Name this tune. Are you having fun with these, Bob? I am having fun. It's weird, right? Sounds like E.T. Starring Patrick Duffy. Yeah. Julie Newmar. That didn't sound like a TV theme. It does sound like a TV theme. 
They got to pick it up. We need the middle. Come on. Not going to really get the crowd going with this, are they? Oh, it sounds really familiar. It's the uh, the weekend. Save your oh, tears. Oh, save your tears. Okay. All right. One more. Here's the kicker. Let's see. Uh, Duke University marching band. This should be a good one. Big hit. Big artist. The kids love them. Makes me more of a margarita, i got to be honest with you. Oh, Desposito. Oh, yeah. Makes me want to do Zumba. <laughs> well, that goes to show you the difference between you, between you and me, because I just wanted some nachos. <laughs> I want some Jimmy Buffett, Margaritaville, Those Lava Nachos. So fun. No, name that tune. Those are real songs from college marching bands. So, That's fun. I like it. Go. All right, time for Hashtag Mom. Every morning, 7.20 and 9.20, send them in. We share them right here from mamas, grandmamas, sometimes dads, just like you. Laura Campbell said, my daughter got mad at me because she was ready to go and I wasn't. Oh, how the tables have turned. (laughs) How about that? (laughs) Manhattan Matt said, how many beers does it take to recover from a four-year-old's birthday party at a jump park? Is it 13? I feel like it's 13. Manhattan Matt that's his Twitter handle. He needs to change his Manhattan handle. Manhattan Matt. His handle irritates me. I don't like it. Okay. <laughs> Please change it. I don't like it. Get a new get a new Twitter, Matt. You've aggravated me. I think that's clever. No? I think it's stupid. I don't okay. like it. Okay. Well, this is just her name, so I don't think she's going to change it. But Emily Wells said, My husband was so excited to finally have a kid that shared his love of baseball until the bottom of the eighth when she loudly asked, Is this baseball or football? Well, it's hard to tell sometimes. You know what you need? <laughs> you need a marching band. That's what the you need. The baseball game, probably not going to see a marching band. No, probably not. All right. Hashtag mom. Gosh, it's every morning, 720 and 920. That's what you need is a marching band. Uh-huh. Well, here we go. Time for Tipsy or Toddler. It's a Thirsty Thursday tradition. I'm really not sure why, but people <laughs> seem to like this, and so we've lined up some callers again, and it is kind of fun to figure this out. They tell us a nutty story, sometimes a, a crude and rude story, mm-hmm. and then it's up to us to decide, did they do this crazy thing because they were just a little kid that didn't know any better? Right. Kids get themselves in all kinds of uh, craziness, all kinds of sure. mischief, right? Or was it because they were drunk? <laughs> Tipsy or toddler? Let's start on line two. This is Tom. In the back of a cop car for peeing on my neighbor's front door. <laughs> you see what I'm talking about? Oh, my gosh. You have peed, to be tipsy. Peed on his neighbor's front door. He's got to be tipsy, got right? Got arrested. Yeah, I think you're right. Tom? I was a little kid. Really? Oh. My parents and I hated our neighbors. So on Halloween night, I decided to pee on their front door. Well? I didn't realize there was a cop patrolling our street. Oh. Huh. I saw the whole thing. And busted me midstream. What? He put me in the back of his patrol car for an hour and a half, and uh, he finally let me go with a warning. <laughs> wow. Midstream, huh? I, I guess you kind of deserved it. I, I mean, really. Did it intentionally. It's Halloween night. He's a kid. He's going to go to juvie. It's not like they can arrest him, right? I guess. But still, I, were his parents condoning the fact? I, I mean, I don't like some of my neighbors either. I'm not going to pee on their stoop. I would do it. Yeah. You would? If I hated my neighbor, maybe. You would pee on their their door. If I can get away with it? Yeah, probably. Oh, my gosh. Probably. disgusting. I'd do it to one of the other radio stations if I could get away oh with it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Here's Marcella. Hello. I had to go to the hospital because I tried while opening up a Capri Sun. <laughs> <laughs> opening up, I'm, it sounds like a that's kind of like a kid drink. You get those in your lunch when you're a kid. I'm yeah, gonna but say, it, have you ever tried to open a Capri Sun? Yeah, 
Even as an adult? It's like the little pouch you got to stick the uh, oh, the straw into. It's the worst. And if you shove it too hard, it goes through the back and it starts spraying everywhere. She was tipsy, for sure. Yeah, this is a drunk, uh, this is a sobering up, but still drunk event. <laughs> I was a drunk adult. Yeah. yeah. I was trying to open my Capri Sun, you know, hydrating after a heavy night of drinking. <laughs> right, right. And I'm not sure if you ever tried to open one. Oh, yeah. Thing, but they're so difficult to get into. And when I went to puncture the straw into the Capri Sun, I ended up tripping on my kitchen rug. <laughs> I fell into a really expensive glass table. I ended up in the hospital oh with my 11 gosh. stitches on my right hand. Oh, wow. Well, wow. I hope the table was okay, too. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a lot. Dang Capri Suns. Let's try this. Bobby, line two. I got into a fight with a cat and lost. <laughs> wow. I like that. That's my typical Tuesday. That but, could go uh, either way. I, I really have no I'm gonna idea. I'm going to go toddler because the other ones have all... Been tipsy? Well, no, okay, maybe? fine. We'll see. I was a drunk adult. Uh-huh. I was at a friend's house and accidentally stepped on his cat's tail. Uh-huh. And the cat let out this horrific, like, yelp. And within seconds, another cat came trotting around the corner. And when I bent over to pet it, it lunged at me and went all Freddy Krueger on my face. Oh, wow. And it was dripping down onto my b- This cat totally kicked my b- Wow. Okay, well. Oh, we had to... Did you hit the bleep button? I didn't hit the bleep I, button. I don't know that I would be happy if you stepped on my tail. So I do this I'm, to Rick, our cat, all the time. He never. He I never don't mean to. You. He's just always at my feet, which yeah. I appreciate that he follows me around. But sometimes you don't see him there, and you step on him. He goes. Yeah, yes. he does. I'm like, he well, I didn't mean to. I'm sorry. And it looks at you like, well, that's well, no problem. Just give me a treat, and we'll be fine. At least he didn't attack you. No, and it's see, that, that's where you you know you say sometimes that he's a little pain, mm-hmm. but he's really a sweet little cat. He's never scratched or bit either one of he's us. He's not really a sweet little cat. He's food driven. So he's like, well, he did something wrong. I'm getting a treat. I spilt my cup of coffee all over him the other day by accident because he jumped up and startled me. I spilt it all over him. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, again, 10 minutes later, he was fine. He forgot about it. So And you gave him a lot of treats. Yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. He's food driven. Yeah. He's you know, not kind. Hello. I drank dish soap and spent the entire next day on the toilet. Oh. Mm. I'm going to say that was a uh, kid, little kid. I'm going to go. I'm going to go tipsy. Okay. So I was a little kid. Oh, yeah, I had a feeling. So my mom had smelled like cinnamon rolls, and I <laughs> didn't think anything of it. Apparently, and story goes that like we didn't leave the house the entire next day because well, I I needed to be close to the bathroom. Right. Oh, wow. apparently dish soap is a natural laxative. Didn't know this. Got it. We gotta get some dish soap that smells like cinnamon buns. That smells nice. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and squeeze in one more. This is Abby. I kicked my brother in the. For licking my lollipop. <laughs> <laughs> I know we coach these people. I'm sorry, caller. Hang on a second. I know we coach them to, you know, try and yeah. get their story out quickly. Uh-huh. But that was just... Um, you, were, you were a toddler? I don't know. Go ahead. <laughs> I was a drunk adult. Ah. It was at my 21st birthday and I had a pinata and I was enjoying my tootsie pop, you know, and my brother thought it'd be funny to walk by and grab it and take a lick. And so I immediately went into fight or flight mode and I decided to haul off and kick him in the Thankfully, here we are a few years later and I'm an aunt and thankful he was able to have kids. (laughs) I mean, look, you know, I I think women have a misconception about this. Just one kick is not going to spoil the whole apple cart, okay? Depends how hard you kick, though, right? I don't think that's the case. You'd probably be all right. I I mean, if you're firing blanks, you're firing blanks. You know what I'm (laughs) saying? You know what I'm saying? I guess. Yeah. I don't know what I'm saying. I don't know. Tipsy or toddler. Did you know we have a podcast? Actually, that's a lie. We don't have a podcast. We have a uh, recap of the show that we turn into a podcast. Yes. So it's not like we're talking about The Walking Dead or something. Right, right. <laughs> okay. Well, 
But if you miss anything, you want to hear it again, you get a favorite moment or something that just irritated you. You you can't believe we said it. It's all right there in the podcast. (laughs) Download it wherever you get yours or it's streaming on demand. Just press the play button, 1071theboss.com. You can connect with us there. You can connect with us on any of the socials. All right, time for Robbie and Rochelle's Fast Five. Five big old trending stories. Thought you needed to know. Be in the know. Number five to number one. We start at number five as usual and count down today. Number five, there's a woman who's going viral. She's throwing a gender reveal party, but she's not having a baby. Hmm. She has a mass on her ovarian. Oh, my gosh. Or an ovarian mass on her ovary, I should say. All right. Uh, she's calling it a mass party. So instead of throwing an it's a boy or it's a girl party, my sister threw me it's a mass party. An ovarian mass, that is. I mean, this is just weird, isn't it? Is that sp- I mean, I know they. Uh, she's a good sport about it, and she seems to think it's a funny way to say I'm going to yeah. beat uh, cancer. But I mean, that's just grim. Is she, is she celebrating that she has that? I don't understand why you threw. I, why? 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 Well, instead of again, I understand fertilizing the egg. She has a tumor, so she's just. She's just hey, gonna, I'm not going to get depressed. Be, I'm going to make a joke about she's gonna it. Going to get it removed? I don't yeah. know. That's yeah, I, she's getting it removed. Okay. But I guess they just discovered it, and so that's awkward. Did you get her a gift? Like, what do you do when you go to this park? What, <laughs> I don't. That's what I'm saying, I don't think this is funny at all. I don't understand why you would throw a party for something like that. I understand. I have a headache. What? It might be a tumor. It's not a tumor. <laughs> oh my God. I guess Arnold joked about it. I guess. I guess it's okay. Okay. But I, I don't find that funny at all. I, I don't know. Well, I hope she's okay. And again, do you bring a gift? Now, maybe what her and her do? family think it's funny, but you know there are people coming going, oh, that's, you're going to be fine. We love you. What the hell is going yeah, on here? It's weird. I'm sorry. It's Number weird. four, <laughs> there's an official Seinfeld cookbook out this week. Oh. It includes things like Rusty's Beefarino. <laughs> if you remember, that's where Kramer was feeding beef uh, out of a can to the horse. Yeah. Oh, God. He was doing yes. the horse and buggy rides around yes. Central Park. Gross. George's tuna on a toast. Uh, of course, the recipe from the soup Nazi. No soup for you. Tuna on toast, coleslaw, cup of coffee. I always have tuna on toast. Nothing's ever worked out for me with tuna on toast. Yeah, listen, I understand, George. <laughs> it's amazing, a show that's been off the air for 25 years. They're still cashing in, isn't it? It's almost Christmas time. you got to get your friends something. It's almost at the point where I feel like no one actually likes Seinfeld. It's just you're supposed to like it because right. it's so iconic. It's nostalgic now. You know what I'm saying? That's, I think I think a lot of it is just the nostalgia of this like just people walking around with friends t-shirts on you know well t- i still watch friends i do i still watch it so maybe if you are a seinfeld fan you're doing the reruns over and over and over like i am but like who's I mean, that rabid a fan of a sitcom it's just strange to me i but. don't know <laughs> it's not a tumor no it's not a tumor <laughs> no no not even a little bit that's right arnold <laughs> Number three, The Rock has decided he is not running for president. There had been some speculation that he might consider doing this, especially we don't know who the hell is running in 2024 yet, right? He says, I love our country and everyone in it, but first I love being a daddy. This says to me that he keeps getting offered big old checks to make movies, yeah, and he's done the polling, and nobody wants a rock to be president. Yeah, That's my guess. I don't know that it's no one wants him to be president. I just think that... Well, people like the idea of the rock being president. I hear you, but I think the rock is smart enough to know that he's an actor, and this is where his his strengths lie. He's not a politician. He doesn't want to run the company, so I think it just goes to show that he's a good person. Well, that's a very nice way to put it. I, I, you, they're just something- I am stepping down to spend more time with my family <laughs> because I've been told I am a terrible monster and I can no longer serve as a senator. I mean, that's, that's what we're... What yeah. can I say except you're welcome? Yeah. Bonus story for you. List of celebrities who will not sign an autograph. You see them out in public, don't ask because they will not sign an autograph for hmm. you. William Shatner, 
Brian Cranston, really? Joaquin Phoenix. Interesting. Jonah Hill, there was a whole bunch of them here. Wow. I would just uh, would be so pleased that anybody wanted my autograph. It's amazing to me that people would <sighs> behave this way. I, I think autographs are kind of... Going out the window. I don't know. I don't know that many people want an autograph. They want a selfie. Sure, they'd rather have a photo. To me, that's much more invasive, don't you think? Absolutely, but I do think it's weird to have a sig- somebody's signature. I don't know. We, you and I, have been asked to have our autograph, and I. Yeah. That's very awkward, and I'm sure celebrities don't feel like that because they're asked all the time. But when it happened the few times to me, I'm like, do I sign this like I sign my bank checks? Or <laughs> No, I, don't I, do that. I, that's what I'm saying. I, now you have my sig- signature. What are we, what are I we mean, doing what are they, here? What are they going to take from you? Let's be honest. Well, nothing. I mean, my debt, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> well, my guess is that if you get asked often, that what would be acceptable is to say, I'll sign it for you quickly, and then I need you to leave me alone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's nice to meet you. Thank you. I'll appreciate that. Here's my autograph. Have a nice day. Yeah. Don't leave linger right. and ruin right. my meal if you see me out at a restaurant, yeah. you know? Yeah, that's fair. All right, well, we fixed that problem, didn't okay. we? You're welcome, Shatner. <laughs> Number two, the uh, debut episode of Netflix new series, The Midnight Club, is out. It's got 21 jump scares in it. It's supposed oh. to be more scary than Stranger Things, but the whole thing is being compared because it is a show about supernatural activity in a small town. A group of teenagers find out about it. Oh. It takes place... In the 90s, not the 80s. Oh, I see. But it has nothing to do with Stranger Things other than all those coincidences. Okay, so. well, well. This is what you call a uh, knockoff, is it not? <laughs> it's a knockoff. This is the definition yeah. of a knockoff. It's a knockoff. Well, maybe it'll catch on, though. Uh, who knows? They're like, well, that one didn't work. Let's do <laughs> 70s. We got demons and bell bottoms, baby. Keep trying. And number one, according to a new report, 26% of cars sold each year are white. 79% mm. black, gray, or silver. The state with okay. the most color diversity in their cars is West Virginia. Interesting. That, that was kind of strange. That's interesting. You wouldn't think of someone who was a coal miner pulling up in his pink V-dub. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have seen, this is this is strange, but right here at home, I have seen more and more pink cars than I think I've ever seen. I don't know if it, they're custom jobs or yep. what, but right where we live in our community, there are three people with hot pink cars, sure. and I am very jealous. <laughs> I want a hot pink car. I don't know how what, you get What are you, get Barbie? Yeah, I know, but I wish I was. And you can't go to the dealership and ask for hot pink. Where are you guys getting your cars paid? Well, I guess, sure you can. No, no, that's a custom job. You they, can't ask the dealer to... The dealerships to do... No, they have specific colors that you can order the cars in. Oh, better go to Mako, right? I guess so. The one that really is crazy to me is the uh, taxi cab yellow. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I understand if you want like pastel yellow, sure. like Easter yellow. Right. But why would you want your car to be the exact same color as a taxi? Because <laughs> you inevitably think... Well, this guy must have bought a decommissioned taxi. Yeah, it's not yeah. a new, co- but it's not. Isn't that strange? Or maybe they're an Uber driver and they're hoping it'll bring them some more business. <laughs> I don't know. Hello, I am a son. I'm both an Uber driver and a taxi driver. It's whatever you please. <laughs> whatever you want, I'm here That's for right. you. That was my impression of an Uber driver. It was pretty good. I welcome your letters. <laughs> Thursday, world famous celebrity birthday file. The Donald's daughter, Tiffany Trump. She's 29. Ashanti, he's an actress and uh, singer, 44. Borat himself, Sasha Baron Cohen, 51 today. Nancy Kerrigan, 53. Do we have the uh, audio of those two? Yaksha Mosh, Katie Pepsi. There they are. It's like a little mashup, isn't it? <laughs> Kate Walsh from Grey's Anatomy, 55. Jerry Rice, Marie Osmond, John Ford Coley. Remember those two? Yeah. I'd really yeah. love to see you tonight, 74. Sammy Hagar from Van Halen, 76. And Paul Simon celebrating his birthday today. Today is National No Bra Day. I'm not wearing any underwear right now. Nolan and I have decided to go braless today. It's a, the man boobs are flopping everywhere, all right? We're doing this for the good of the cause today. I don't think those are the boobs that anybody wants to not see in a bra. Like, <laughs> just throwing it out there. Put but. on the spanks, guys. <laughs>
<laughs> We're also celebrating National M&M Day. Oh. <laughs> Melt in your mouth, not in your hands. People with the M&Ms can wear no bras. You know, that's how it works. <laughs> That's right. We're flopping around everywhere. That's right. And M&M's. M&M's made in Hackettstown, New Jersey. Look at you with the history today. All day. All day long. Did you watch a documentary about New Jersey last night, Joe? <laughs> no, my son <laughs> used to live across the street. <laughs> the M&M's plant. Is that the uh, the headquarters of M&M is, is here? The headquarters now, they went to Newark. They moved back to Newark. They were in Newark. And then they moved out to uh, this I got from the documentary. They moved out <laughs> to uh, to uh, Hackettstown, and then uh, and then they're back in uh, a lot of it's back in Newark. But they're still making the M and M's in in Hackettstown. Well, that's interesting. That okay. is interesting. I I, like for it. some reason, I assume they're part of the Hershey, but they're uh, they're Mars. Right? No, 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 no. Those are uh, no. They're mortal enemies. Right. Hershey and uh, Hershey's and, is uh, the kisses, and an M M&M and M is the Mars company, right? Yes, exactly. Right. I'm trying to think of uh, and pink cars. Remember Mary Kay Cosmetics? Yes, yeah. used to get the That's pink Cadillac. Pink, yeah, right. They used to get the pink cars from the Mary Kay people. I know, but there are people in our neighborhood. There's a there's a pink Jeep, a pink Mercedes, and a pink Escalade, mm. and I want them. They're <laughs> awesome. I think this pink is just a thing Escalade. that people are doing these yes. days: is they're choosing pink as a color when they buy a new car. I love that. It's not like a specialty thing, like a Mary Kay or anything like that. I think it's just no. They didn't, and they probably didn't get it for free, like you do in Mary Kay when you sell nine billion dollars worth of. Yeah, lipstick. I was going to say <laughs> nine billion dollars. <laughs> Can I come over and sell you some Tupperware? I guess, uh, Marianne. I guess so. Uh. Oh my goodness! All right, let's go ahead and take a look at the old CBB. The Community Bulletin Board. If you have an event you want to tell us about, whether you're a charity or a business, a local organization, trying to do some good in the hood, that's what it's all about. We share as many as we can every single morning right here, right about 620 and 835 or so. And you can get them to us on our Facebook page. Shoot us a little direct message. You can text along, especially if you get a link with all the information. Yes. Send that. Makes it easy for us. 732-774-4444. Be glad to mention it. Or post it at 1071theboss.com. You can click uh, Station Events or Community Events. To see all of our boss events and where the boss roadie is going to be on tour so you can win some swag, including mm -hmm. those uh, hot-looking coffee mugs. We have new boss shirts and a whole lot more. Uh, Robbie and Rochelle are going to be out with the boss roadie. Spar night starting at 5 o'clock. It's Halloween at the Bell Works in Homedale, a Halloween playground. For the whole family. Nine worlds of Halloween. We'll see you out there tomorrow night starting at 5. Also got the Tom's River Harvest Arts Festival going on Saturday. Washington Street in Tom's River from 11 to 5 with food trucks. They'll be selling merchandise by local vendors, handcrafted items, a beer and wine garden. Now, again, this is not the uh, the traditional German beer garten. This it's a beer garden. A garden with beer. There's some Budweiser on a table, but that's that's all <laughs> that's you need okay. for the love of God. That's the American way. Local artists, pumpkin painting for the kids and other kids' activities doesn't stop you from painting a pumpkin yourself. No, of course not. If Grandma wants to paint a pumpkin, they are not going to turn her away, I promise. It's downtowntomsriver.com for the details. Sayerville Middle School doing their second annual Fall Food Truck Festival. That's tomorrow. Friday night, 5 o'clock, food trucks, music, kids' activities, games, a mini tricky tray. There's your tricky tray. 50-50 raffle and a whole lot more. Sayreville Middle School PTO is on Facebook for all the info. I bet there's some Karens on there, including a list of all the participating food Why? Trucks. I don't know, because the people that are going to take the time to be part of the PTO Facebook page, they got stuff to say. I what guarantee you. part of the kids' 
Facebook be too open? Uh, I rest my case. Come on. And Spooktacular 2022 is happening at the Staten Island Zoo right through the weekend. Starts tomorrow, runs through Sunday. Live music, scare zones, interactive costumed characters, photo ops, theater shows, carnival games, giveaways, and the scent of Staten Island. It's <laughs> statenislandzoo.org for tickets and info. There you go. Just a couple of things we thought you needed to know this morning on your friendly community bulletin board. I feel like we're very highbrow today. Like, this is NPR because we had the kid from CSI. He's talking about uh, forensic evidence collection. We were talking about how we took my dad down to see the historic sites in uh, Princeton. And Joe this morning, I, we've got him going on uh, the history of Secaucus, New Jersey. <laughs> so I'm getting in a lot of history, like a lot of, uh, I feel like I'm back in college taking notes this morning. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, Secaucus used to be a big pig producer mm. back, you know, a, a long time ago. But still, uh, I, I, I remember, I can remember driving by there and the smell. And my father would say, oh, it's the pig farms. Huh. And uh, and there were until like the the sixties there were pig farms in in Secaucus. But anyway, now we got strip malls. Yeah, now you got now you got Arm and Meadow. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. You just know the whole history of every town. You get that. Uh, no, you should write a book. You really should. No, no, yeah. no, no. I don't know enough about it. You know what the thing is? I know it. I know enough to get myself in trouble and do say wrong things. Not enough. You know. I mean, a lot of it is is that I that I know, think I know is just nonsense. Well, I don't but, know. You don't necessarily know the actual history of the uh, mayors, that sort of thing. Joe's just like, you see what you no. used to be? You used to be a pig farm over there. That's all I yeah, get. Yeah, that's the... I remember going by things and remember a little... You know, my father used to love to do that. Say, you know that over there? That used to be the, you know... And that's how I know most of that. It's just from him, just from driving around when I was a kid with him. What'd you say yesterday? Hudson County, very corrupt. <laughs> that was pretty good. And for Jersey City, for the longest time, it was like the mayor got elected, and it was just a matter of time before he was in jail. Listen, listen. You know, like they say in Hudson County, vote twice. <laughs> okay, I take it back. You should not write a book. That seems like a terrible idea. Vote, or, vote early and often. <laughs> to avoid disappointment. <laughs> that's right. Wake the dead. That's what they used to do. When, oh you know, when gosh. somebody was losing, they'd go out and they'd find some, uh, uh, you know, like I said, they'd wake the dead. And all these people have been dead for 20 years, all of a sudden voted. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Hudson County. Yeah. Joe Nolan's History of the Garden State, available now at Barnes & Noble. The only place in the country where you can't bring a your original birth certificate to and get a, a passport, and Hudson County. Hudson County, okay. Because there was so much fraud that they, that <laughs> wow. with, with, pa oh yeah, you can't, you have to go to the state. I didn't even know this. I had to go down to Trenton and get a state-issued birth certificate in order to get my passport. Oh. Wow. I didn't even yeah. know that was a thing. Yeah, I don't that's that's as bad as it was in Hudson County. Yeah. Wow. All right. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. It's he said, she said, with Robbie and Rochelle. I think we've uh, done something. We've touched on something similar to this before. But we were talking earlier about Rochelle uh, trying to park mm -hmm. going into the city. Yes. And I don't just mean trying to find a space. You know, along 42nd Street. I mean, uh, you put her in a mall parking lot, she's screwed. Yeah. So, is there a little thing that kind of stresses you out a lot? Yeah. Maybe you overreact a little bit about having to do this every single day. Well, obviously, parking, parking for me. Parking, would, and, would and, that be number one for you? 
it's definitely a big one because I have to do it all of the time. And I am the, I'll just park in the back. I don't care. I'll just go in the back. But when I'm with you or when I'm with the kids or it's raining or snowing or whatever, I feel like I have to park closer. And I don't want to because I don't like parking near other cars because I'm a terrible parker. Sure. So that's really stressful. The other thing that really stresses me out, and this is kind of a new thing for me, is having to bag my own groceries because you have to bring your own bags now. But don't they still have a guy doing a bag? No, I mean, not really. And I always, I don't know what I'm doing. And so I... I, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. The guy at the supermarket doesn't know what he's doing either. I know, Every time I've ever had eggs fall out of a bag, it's because of the nitwit working at the supermarket line. I know, but he is there at the end bagging as you're putting them on the conveyor belt. Now you have to put them on the conveyor belt and then run over to the other side and bag them if the the person checking you out doesn't do that. And I always feel like I'm holding people up. And so I get really stressed out because I want to try to bag really quick, but also I don't want to put my eggs on the bottom and then put, you know, a 12-pound roast on top of it or something. Yeah. Not that I ever buy that, but it really I get really nervous and stressed out every time I have to go into the grocery store because I just don't want to hold anybody else up. I got to tell you, I love Mother Earth. I do. I do care about the planet. I do worry about the climate change. I Hey, you can hate me. I'm one of those people who believes it's happening out there. I do think we've got some issues going on. Having said that, this solution that Governor Phil has got with the paper straws and with no plastic bags yeah. is stupid. It causes inconvenience for all of us, and it's so going to do nothing, nothing to help the environment, help the animals, okay? It's stupid. Yeah. There's got to be a better way to be uh, conscious of the ecosystem, all right? I agree. Ridiculous. I hate the bags. So you can see there are just about everything stresses me out. <laughs> Just about everything, but if I had to pick a little thing, I would say it's putting on my socks. I just hate putting. You, I'm a, I'm, you do hate putting on your socks. I'm tall. I'm Las Vegas fat Elvis. It's hard for me to get down there, and I don't care if they're a brand new pair of socks or a comfy old pair of socks. It's just always a struggle for me to get them on just right, and not to uh, sometimes my uh, my heel will rip a sock. Oh, it's so stressful. I hate putting on socks, <laughs> so I go as far as I can into the uh, winter without uh, wearing socks. Like today, mm-hmm. I got just my boat shoes on. That's why I wear them all year round because you slip them right on. No socks. Suck free. Makes your feet stinky, though. Well, that's your problem. That's your problem. Is there a little thing, a relatively small thing, that just stresses you out? That's your he said. She said. 732-774-4444. That's 774-4444. Love to hear from you on this. Hey, disagree with me. Love to hear what you think. You can also uh, text us or get us on Facebook. Those are coming right up. Down to business. Classic rock keywords to cash. Hi. Your caller 10. You're through. Congrats. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. What's your name? Mercy. Well, it's nice to meet you. Are you working already? No, not yet. Oh, okay. So you're just a little tired this morning? Yes. I could just, I said something going on, and usually it's the, I have to be quiet because I'm at work. I wouldn't want the boss to know I got the radio on, so let me figure that out. All right. Where are you calling from? What town? Bayville. All right, here we go. For $500 cash this morning, four classic rock keywords are... Who are you going to call? Yeah, that's right. Fifty dollars so you, you got that money. That's all set. That's in your pocket. Do you have the bonus code to make it $500 to double your money? Um, Ghostbusters? Yeah. That's it. $500 cash. Now, I'm going to take another guess and say you didn't get that cash code. You just figured it out all on your own. Um... No, I have help from a friend. Oh, okay. nothing wrong with that's that. As right. long as you get the no, words, you win the money. Help. So five hundred dollars. What are you gonna do with the money? Any idea? Um, I don't know yet. Well, maybe Atlantic City. Oh boy! Oh, that's fun. Don't go to the Ocean Casino. They took my money. <laughs> <laughs> I was down there over the weekend. I mean, it's a nice casino, but they took my cash. So I hope you have better luck than I did. 
Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Marcy in Bayville. I don't think she knows what to make of me. Not awake. Can you just stop talking and give me the cash? But that's just fine. Congrats. $500 for you. Classic rock keywords to cash. Yeah, it's uh, the Ghostbusters song. It's that time of year, right? Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Yeah. That's you. I wonder if that movie is now, I don't want to say ruined, but uh, has a little asterisk next to it after we're learning that uh, Bill Murray has been inappropriate with people on set. Now, they're not saying that he... Took it to the extent of some of the, uh, you know, the Harvey Weinstein's of the world and that kind of thing. But they're saying that he yells at people and he like Joe Biden with the back massages and that sort of stuff. (laughs) He shouldn't be doing that. And so I wonder if that makes people watch Ghostbusters and uh, the rest of his movies in a different way now. But I don't know. I guess it just depends on what you feel about the situation. Yeah. Creepy old guy. He's a creepy old guy. I hate to hear that because I love Bill Murray, but. Yeah. Not okay. I don't think I like him as a person anymore. No, just... you can still like the movie. I think. I think that's all right. But you, you know, you don't have to love the person in it. I, I suppose. guess not. Who are you going to call Ghostbusters? Five hundred bucks this morning. Classic rock keywords to cash. We'll have another keyword for you after nine. Uh, Friday will do it. Tomorrow will do it. This is the last day to win the money, and then we get uh, we get some big plans. We'll get into a big reveal tomorrow morning. Oh, that's exciting! On your chance to uh, fill up on us. All right. Here, 1071 The Boss. Uh, we spent some gas light. Well, we went to Atlantic City the other day, so we spent mm-hmm. some gas doing that. And we went into the city last night, had a little get-together. <laughs> this was a friend of ours. I think we'd mentioned this. We went out uh, to his uh, his wife passed away, and we went out yeah. to uh, her service. And he had just, uh, this was a little more, uh, I don't know, a little more pleasant to go to because it was really just a get-together of some old friends right, at the bar right. and less of a memorial service. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we're hanging out last night. We go to uh, get the car in the garage because it's up by Columbus Circle off uh, Central Park West. Uh and Rochelle found a teeny little garage because we were trying to pinch pennies because you don't expect sometimes there's garages like 70 bucks to well, just park for the night, you know? Yeah, and I'm there is no way in the city that I'm going to try to street park or att- attempt anything of that sort. Well, I mean, so, you, you can't stay in the lines. I mean, the parking lot here at the building, we get here no. at 5 o'clock in the morning, there's one other car and you mm-hmm. can't seem to stay in the lines. No, I can't, but I did drive in the city. Yeah, I drove, I, was, I did You fine. have no problem driving. Yeah. You have no problem merging. Your no. problem is... Parking. Yeah, I'm a I'm an awful parker. So we go to this get together and it was nice. We had a little bite and then we're back at the uh, garage and it's one of those deals where it's busy, you know, because we we're leaving the city and a lot of people are getting their cars and we're watching the guy and he's a young kid, right, taking the cars in and out. It's like a three level garage. Yeah. And Rochelle's sitting there like she's watching, uh, you know, God create Earth. <laughs> And she says to the uh, the other guy who's at the cash register, she's like, how do you guys do this all day? I couldn't do it. He's like, oh, sure you could. You do it 100, 200 times a day. You'd do it. And she goes, I don't think I could do it. I've been driving since I was 16. Right. That's a long time. Right. I still can't park. So there's, <laughs> there's no, I mean, he had a Cadillac Escalade. It's a big car. And he was driving it basically sideways uh-huh. and then went up the elevator. I, I was just. Yeah, they baffled. had a car elevator. I was baffled how he did it so quickly, but he did. You know what's amazing is you go to driving school. If you remember back to when you were a kid, you're getting your driver's license, and they tell you the whole deal about, uh, you know, what is it, noon and four? You're supposed to have both hands on the wheel. Ten and two. Ten and two, right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, no accidents here, so shut up. Noon and four? <laughs> but what? these guys in the parking garage, all the valets, anytime you see one of them, yeah. you know, they use one hand. And oh, they yeah. Kinda, the sh- they do like Mr. Miyagi from Karate is Wax do. On, Wax Off, and they back up at like 15 miles an hour in these they little do. tight spaces. It's and, unbelievable. And their new cars, every time they're doing it, there's someone else's car. With It just was blowing my mind. And so I was joking with a guy. I said, I could never do that. Oh, you could. I said, no. Nope. Trust me. <laughs> I... There's, I would be fired. Be I would fired. cost your company money. There is no way I could ever do what you do, ever. And I don't think he believed me. And I, 
No, I think he'd, after a couple of times, yeah. I think he believed you. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's like, it's a good thing you've got this job. Yes. I, I think he believed you. Yeah. So he said, she said, is there a little thing, a little everyday thing that kind of makes you crazy, stresses you out, really unnecessarily, but it does, there's no question. I would say seatbelts would be one for me. I always struggle to get yeah. them out, whether I'm on an airplane or in a car or take an Uber. All the Ubers are the worst. Then you're trying to find a seatbelt, get it plugged in. I my jacket gets caught up in them. That makes me a little crazy. I never put my seatbelt on in the Uber. I think you have to. Really? In no, the back seat? Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess there's no way for them to know, but I often sit up in the front seat because I need the leg space, especially yeah. if I'm with a group of people. And uh, the thing starts beeping if you don't put your belt oh, on. Oh, I guess that's fair. You know, of course, you're supposed to. I hate them, but I mean, you're supposed to. I just hate them because they just don't fit me right, and it just stresses me. And that's just on me. You start sweating trying to get the thing plugged in. This makes me a little crap. I'll give you another one. This happened yesterday. Mm. Is You know how you sync your uh, your email with the little thing on your phone? Yes. And you think you sent an email, and it didn't go through. And that's terrible. That's stressful. You think you replied to somebody, you leave them hanging. That stresses me out a little bit. I hate getting dressed. <laughs> yeah. I do. Anytime I have to actually get dressed, not just to come here and... And just, have you seen me, if I have to actually get dressed up, I start to sweat, I start freaking out, nothing fits. But for me, it's the, uh, it's the actual action of putting on the sock, yeah. for example. But for you, it's the thought of, I don't like how this looks, yes. so this shirt is going to run. Very, very yeah. stressful to yeah. me. Donna said, trying to figure out what the heck to make for dinner every night. Sure. I get that. That's very stressful. Listen, Donna, I'll eat anything. So, you invite me over, I'll eat it. Don't worry. That's true, but it, it, like when I make you a salad, which happens a lot, you complain. Every time. Well, it's because it's I don't... Too much salad. I mean, I'll eat it. I just don't like salad. I'm looking for pizza <laughs> and hamburgers because I'm a red-blooded American man. Uh-huh. Kelly said the way my husband folds towels. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there are all them. kinds of little spouse things that make yeah. people crazy. At least he's folding them. I'll give her that. Lewis said turning around after bowling. Turning around after bowling. I guess that, like, after you bowl and oh, then and having you... to face everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Gutter ball. <laughs> things that stress you out. 732-774-4444. We'll get a couple more here. That's your he said. said. 732-774-4444. Got a couple of lines ringing. We're going to get to those next. You can also do it on Facebook or text us. Those tiny little things, those little everyday things in life that, you know, you add them all together. It's like death by a million cuts. They stress you out. They make you a little bit nervous. What what would you say is number one on that list? Little thing that kind of stresses you out. Tiffany said, putting cash back into my wallet after checking out. It always seems like I'm taking forever and people are waiting. I'll give you another one. It's very similar is when you're on the parkway and you got to stop at the toll booth there. Oh, yeah. And then people start honking the horn for you. It's like, I'm trying to put my money away. I don't want, I always worry that, it, uh, especially on a windy or a rainy day, that it's going to fly away. It's going to fly away when I'm trying to hand it mm-hmm. to them or they're trying to hand me my change. It's true. I hate to, I know, I know. Just get an easy pass. I know, I know. But stresses that's, me out. That's another stress. <laughs> is there enough money on it? Did I overfill it? Sure. Do I need it? <laughs> Haley said packing for vacation. Mm. At least you get a vacation, Haley. <laughs> Just throwing it out there. Uh-huh. <laughs> Michael like can't have a vacation. Make it like I forbid you from vacation. Uh-huh. <laughs> Michael said people walking up or down the subway stairs in the middle. It's meant for two people side by side. People have no idea what they're doing. I mean, this is true. Either you're at the mall or where. Oh, you know, yeah. Yeah. There's, a right, cra- there's a right side to walk on. If it's you're like car traffic. That's right. Yeah. Uh, I think people... You know, any kind of crowded space will just get in your way. On the escalator, people just stand there. What are you doing? The What's airport is the worst, Airport too. is they another just, good example. People just not paying attention, and they've got their luggage, and they'll walk right in. I'm like, what are you doing? I'm right here. Why? What are you doing? 
Move over. Turn around, look around. Oh, yeah, look at this. Get out of the way. (laughs) What are you doing? It's stressful, though. It is. Like pulling your car in the middle of the highway. Slow everybody down. In line one. Hey, good morning. You guys, she said? Yeah. How about when somebody changes the presets in your car? Man, did you have that happen to you? I don't know that's ever happened to me. That's terrible. It's happened to me several times. Actually, it's in my work vehicle, but it's also happened to my car. Well, you hope you go back and turn them back to us. (laughs) I do. All right. Stay out of his car, man. That is stressful. Just go right back in the car, turn it back to 1071, and press the button. There you go. Easier than never with these uh, new dashboards to set the preset or to 99.7. That'd be just fine, too. There you go. All right. Uh, Little things that stress (laughs) you out. What are they? 732-774-4444 is the text connect. We'll leave that open. You can always answer 1071 The Boss on Facebook.